Happy Monday and welcome to another episode of the Equestrian Performance Mindset Podcast. I am Jocelyn Liliano, I'm an event writer and mindset coach and of course also your host for this podcast. And I am absolutely thrilled that you decided to tune in today because together we are going to make sure that you start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your riding. Happy Monday. As always, I'm here to make sure that you get off to a great start of this week. If you're new to the podcast and our community, if this is the very first episode that you're listening to, make sure you hit the follow button. That is that plus button that's up in the right corner usually. When you press that, new episodes will be downloaded to your device and that way you won't miss out on any of the new ones. So make sure you do that if you're interested in finding out more about how you can improve your mindset as an equestrian. Now, apart from the podcast, we've also got something really exciting starting this year. In-person events. We're actually going to start traveling. We're going to organize events in different places all over the world to make sure that we can actually come out and see you guys live. The first one coming up is going to be in Florida, in Wellington to be exact, at the venue Ida Farm. This is going to be on the 21st of March and this is going to be a mindset masterclass. We're going to talk about how you can improve your performance as a rider. So how you can be at your best when it really matters, how you can deal with pressure or competitioners, how you can improve your ability to focus and increase your overall confidence in the saddle. We're going to combine theory with interactive exercises. And of course, it's also going to be an opportunity for you to meet up with other like-minded individuals and writers. So for more info, go to mindic.eu slash events, where we've also opened up for registration. So you'll be able to buy your tickets straight on the website, secure your spot and do so now because there's only 10 spots available. We want to make this really exclusive, really personal. So make sure you don't drag your feet, go and get your tickets now on mindic.eu slash events. You'll find the link to that also in the show notes. To move on to today's episode, there was a woman named Jade who sent me a message on Instagram. It was an amazing message where she told me how much she's enjoying the podcast. So first of all, thank you. I love receiving those kind of messages. It's what makes all those uncountable hours that I put into this podcast, that my team is putting into this podcast, it's what's make it all work for us. So thank you so much for letting us know. If you've been listening for, to this for a while and you haven't yet sent us a message, please do so. We love receiving this to receive feedback, what you think about it. And talking of which, Jade actually didn't only tell us how much this podcast has helped her. She also gave us a great suggestion as to a topic that we could talk about on the podcast. Something that she believed was missing in the current set of episodes, which I totally agree with. And it was such a great topic that I've actually decided to not do one episode about it, but it's going to be two episodes. So this episode and then next week's episode is all going to be on the same theme, being show day preparation. So... In this episode today, I'm going to talk a little bit more of the planning side of things. And then next week, I'll take you through an actual visualization exercise, which will help you get your head in the game the evening before or the morning of a show. And actually, 
to go alongside this, I want to emphasize that we have a competition checklist. This is a free resource that you can download. It's been up for quite a while, but if you haven't already downloaded, I would definitely go and do so because when you have this, there's gonna be easier for you to sort of listen to it and you got that competition checklist. There's some elements that gonna be commonalities between this episode, next episodes and that checklist. So if you have it all, you're giving yourself all the chances to be successful. So you can find that on mindic.eu slash checklist. You can obviously find the link to that in the show notes. As always, all links are always available in the show notes. Now, enough of that. Let's dive into today's episode. And the first point I want to talk about here when we talk about preparing for a competition. You gotta define your definition of success. What does this mean? You need to ensure that you know what you're aiming for. So what is your goal with this particular competition? What would define a successful day out for you? And something that's really important is when you define this is ensure that it's as much as possible within your control. So by setting goals outside of our control, we increase the risk of feeling frustrated afterwards. So I often hear show jumping riders say, for example, that they want to ride clear. This can be a quite dangerous definition of success to set, seeing you rely on your horse for lifting its feet up for this, right? It could be your best ride to date, right? But still, you didn't hit your definition of success because your horse didn't jump clear, didn't lift his feet up, right? Sometimes there are things that we can do differently to enable horses to jump clear, like we can improve our riding, of course we can, but... I'm sure you also know about horses that simply won't lift their feet up. No matter what we do, they're just not careful enough. And this can get pretty frustrating if you're making your definition of success to jump clear, right? Another example, dressage raiders, they often say that they want to ride on at least 70%. Again, this can be a quite dangerous definition of success to set because you rely on the judges, Even if you are putting down the best performance to date, the judges might just not like the way your horse looks and they might not give you great marks. And that means you're not hitting your definition of success, which again can get pretty frustrating because you did everything that you could and still you're not getting there. You see what I mean? So in the past, I would have said that this kind of definition of success are an absolute no-go. I would tell all my clients, just don't do this. You're not allowed. (laughs) However, I've actually changed my opinion slightly on this because here's the thing. Riding clear in show jumping and riding on a certain percentage in dressage, it is what those sports are all about, right? And we can pretend that it's something else. But if you really feel like, no, no, a successful competition for me is that, then go, go for it. Set that as your definition of success. But what's really important then is that you don't allow yourself to get disappointed afterwards if you haven't hit it, right? It means that you're going to have to be very factual when you reflect on this afterwards. You need to be very analytical and just focus on, okay, that happened. What is the reason for it? What can I do differently next time? And don't take it personal. Because remember, the reason that you didn't hit it might be because of something that's outside of your control. So when you are reflecting on that afterwards, only focus on the things that you 
could have done differently or that you can do different in the future, right? Because focusing on the fact that your horse took a pole, even if you did everything in your power to ensure that that didn't happen, it's only going to make you feel frustrated, right? Now, an even better thing would be to just set some kind of definition of success where it's 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 more within your control, right? There can be things like that you've learned something. Maybe your definition of success for that particular competition is that you learned something. That's something that's within your control because no matter what happens, you can always identify your lessons learned. So if that's your definition of success, great. That's always within your power. You can also do things like making sure that you stick to your focus points. And I'm going to get to this in a second. I've talked a lot about focus points in the past on this podcast. So if you're, you're, you're someone who's listened to many episodes in the past, I'm sure you'll know all about this. But for those of you who haven't heard about it yet, I'm going to get to it in a second. But you can make it something like make sure that you look at your next fence in the landing of each fence. So when you're landing after a fence, that you look at the next fence in the landing. Like that could be your definition of success. So it's a successful competition if you've done that after every single fence. Again, this is something that's 100% within your control. No matter what other people or your horse does, this is something that you can still be successful in, right? It's up to you. So questions I got for you here. What could be your definition of success during your competition? I want you to keep this realistic, but I still want you to make it challenging. It should be sort of just on the edge of your comfort zone, just on the edge of what you believe you're capable of, okay? Right. Take a minute. Think about your definition of success, what it could be. And then I'm going to move on to point number two. Make a plan to ensure you achieve your definition of success. Right. So we have the definition of success. This is the goal. This is where we going to where we want to get to. Right. Now, you might have heard a saying. It's quite a famous one, but it's like a goal without a plan is just a wish. Right. So you can set that goal for yourself being your definition of success. But unless you actually sit down and work out a plan on how to get there, it's not a, it's, it's not an actual goal. It's, it's just a wish. Right. You, a goal is something with a plan. If it doesn't have a plan, you have not defined how you're going to get there. You will know that there's some kind of like hurdles that needs to be overcome to get there. And if you have not actually sat down and thought about how you're going to overcome them, you're not committed to like you're not committed to it. It can't be a goal. Like a goal requires commitment, right? So if you haven't done that part of the work, it's just a wish. Okay. So this is especially important when you've picked the definition of success that I just talked about, that it's maybe not a hundred percent within your control. By making a plan, you can move your focus towards the things that are within your control and that you can do to achieve your definition of success. So let's take this example from, from before, right in clear round. So what can you do in order to achieve this? You. You can be on time. You can get your horse properly warmed up. You can have a plan for exactly how you're going to ride your warm up. You can walk the course. You can know which distances will be forward, which are going to, in which distances you're going to have to collect your horse. You can visualize your round before you get on. And I have a really great exercise for this coming up, obviously, in the next episode. It's going to be a special visual exercise that you can do before your round or your program, all this kind of stuff. So you can visualize your round before you get on your horse or earlier in the day. You can define 
focus points for yourself during the ride. So I already referred to those focus points. Focus points are basically things that you can do, that you can focus on during your ride that's going to help you perform better. Things like ensure that you have an energetic canter coming from the hind legs, that you put your shoulders back in the takeoff and the landing of each fence, that you soften your hands in the takeoff. These are all things that are 100% within your control. Like, no matter what the horse does, no matter what the, the people on the sideline does, no matter what the judges do, you can do those things, right? It's within your control. And it's only by focusing on things that are 100% within your control that you can actually influence that performance, right? By focusing on things like what, what your horse is doing different, in different situations, by focusing on things on the side, by focusing on things that has happened in the past or that might happen in the future, none of that, by focusing on any of that, None, none of it's going to help you, right? The only thing that's going to help you perform well at that very moment and that's going to make sure that your result is what you want it to be is by focusing on your task at hand. You and your task at hand, right? So make your focus points something that you can do during your ride that is going to help you perform better. And a lot of the time our trainer can help us with this, right? It's usually those things that they go on and on and on and on about. <laughs> we know those things, right? For example, for me, it's to put my shoulders back, right? I hear that from everyone all the time. So I know that that's an important focus point of mine. But sometimes when we go to competitions, what's going to happen is we see people on the sideline and rather on focusing our valuable energy on actually putting my shoulders back, what am I going to focus on? I'm going to focus about about, oh shit, that guy is here and oh, he watched me and, you know, he's he's that guy who knows this person and you know what? All those kind of stuff that are completely irrelevant to me and my task at hand, right? Completely irrelevant. So it's really good to define those focus points for yourself. That is your plan on how you are planning on achieving your goal. So like if, you're, if your goal is to ride clear, yeah, then define what are the focus points that, what are the things that you need to focus on to ensure you ride clear, right? What is going to increase your chances of riding clear? What can you do to increase your chance of riding clear? Okay, another example here, riding is 70% in the dressage. Again, this is a definition of success that is a little bit dangerous, but you can take this and you could make it something that's within your control by defining focus points, asking yourself, what can you do in order to achieve that definition of success? Again, you can be on time. You can make sure your horse is properly warmed up. You can have a plan for your warm up. You can define your focus points. Things like ensure that you make a half halt before taking 10 meter circles. Maybe that is something that you have gotten as feedback from your trainer or previous dressage programs for that matter. That could be something that is really important for you to make sure that you get the marks required to actually get to that 70%, right? Maybe it's the fact that you need to activate the inner hind leg in your horse. So make sure that it's, it has that doom, 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 that it's actually like energetic, that it has that rhythm in the hind legs. Maybe that is what you need to do to, in order to get to that 70%. Maybe it's the fact you need to keep the contact on the outside rein. Maybe it's the fact that you need to look at letter A when you're making your center line. Like think about things. Like it, it, it's all fine to have a goal, right? But you need to think about what can I do in order to achieve that goal. Setting a goal without a plan is useless because it's not gonna help you on competition day. Like just having a goal, just thinking about, I need to write 70%, I need to write 70%. 
in the middle of your dressage program, that's useless information. You can't do anything with that. You need to take that, you need to translate it to something that you can do at that very moment that's going to help you get to that 70%. So with all that being said, based on your definition of success, come up with a plan as to how to achieve it. Define one to three focus points that you'll be focusing on during your ride. This is going to keep you in the present at your task at hand. And also it's going to help improve your confidence, actually, because here's the thing. When we focus on things that we cannot control, that tends to have a negative impact on our confidence. So by defining those focus points and focusing on those focus points makes sense, right? By doing that, you'll keep your confidence up during your ride because you'll be focused on things that you actually can do not things that you can't do. And when you focus on things that you can do, guess what? Your confidence improves. So there's a reason why I say one to three focus points because people tend to be like, oh, but I need to do that and I need to do that and I need to do that and I need to do that. It's like this like whole list of things that I need to focus on during the ride. Guess what? When we're trying to focus on too many things at the same time, we tend to focus on none of them. So I always tell my clients, pick out maximum three. And then I go, yeah, but I have 10. Yeah, that could be. But like, what are the one to three most important things? Like write all the 10 down and then prioritize them. Take the top three ones, max. Because again, if you take 10 of them, you're going to end up focusing on none of them. You're going to end up being like, oh shit, there's too much. I don't even know what to focus on. And then your mind is just going to go to those people on the sideline. So take my advice on this one. I've tried, I've been there, I've seen my clients try different stuff, fail at it, come back and realize, oh, you were right. I should have only defined three of them. Maybe just one of them to, to start with, right? Start with one, then go to two, then go to three. Right. Enough of having a go at you. <laughs> just speaking from experience here. Point number three identify your pitfalls. So, just as important is it to make sure you plan your pitfalls, to plan out for your pitfalls and get ahead of your pitfalls. So your pitfalls are things that we know we do. We sort of tend to fall into this pattern again and again and again and again. And it's quite silly, really, because we know that this is going to happen. And still, we end up getting trapped in this same negative spiral or, or you know, just wrong path that is not going to help us out. So it's really important that when you, and obviously this starts after your last performance, after your last competition, it's really important that you sit down and you identify your pitfalls. So to take an example here, could be things like comparing yourself to other riders in the warm-up arena. I know this has been happening for me a lot. Now, the good thing with this is that I know that there's a chance that it's going to happen. So I can make a plan on beforehand. Because I know that that tends to happen, right? So to ensure that this doesn't derail me during a competition, I'm going to remind myself that the only thing that actually matters is being better than the rider that I was during my last competition. It doesn't matter what other people are doing. All that matters is that I'm better than the rider that I was at the last competition. Okay, so just the fact that I have that thought prepared means that when I get into that situation and I notice myself, oh shit, I start to compare myself here to other riders. Oh wait, I had a plan for this already. I need to remind myself that the only thing that matters is me being better than the rider I was last time. Okay, another pitfall, arriving too late. <laughs> Who has done this? I see this so often. Riders coming onto a competition too late and they start, they're already completely stressed out and they haven't even gotten on their horses yet. 
this is such an easy thing to fix, but still, there's so many of us getting ourselves into this same situation again and again and again and again. And guys, I'm honest here. I'm speaking from experience. I used to be late all the time. Sometimes I'm still late, but I'm improving a lot on it. So it's all about planning with contingency. Like plan in an hour extra, leave an hour earlier, get up an hour earlier and plan only in half hours. And this is a trick actually my boyfriend taught me. It's so simple, but it works so well, at least for me. So here's the thing. I used to plan in 10 minutes, 15 minutes, five minutes. He told me, look, stop doing that because everything takes at least half an hour. And he was so right, because here's the thing. If I think it's going to take me 10 minutes to put my horse on the trailer, it might. But here's the thing. Also, I first need to put on the transport bandages. I first need to put on their blanket and their tail protection. I need to walk over to the trailer. Maybe there's something in the way. Maybe I need to grab a wheelbarrow. You know, there's always stuff happening, right? So before I have actually, you know, put all the gear on the horse, put it on the trailer, close the trailer, ridden out on the street, you know, that takes way longer than 10 minutes. So I've just started planning in half hours. Everything takes at least half an hour. And sometimes it will take less. And guess what? Then you got a couple of extra minutes to just breathe, have a coffee on the way <laughs> and just enjoy. Talk to someone that you meet on the competition. I In the past, I never had time to talk to people because I was always late and I was always running. It's not nice, right? Now, just give yourself that extra time. So commit yourself to planning only in half hours. When you sit down the day before and you plan out what your day is going to be like, and by the way, this is something that's inside of your control that I really, really advise you to do as well if you don't already. But when you make that plan for when you're going to leave and what you're going to do, the different things, make sure that you count everything is taking takes half an hour. Takes half an hour to saddle up takes half an hour to go and walk the show jumping track. Everything takes half an hour, right? When you do this, you're going to realize that you have time to breathe. All right, that was point number three. What are your pitfalls? What could derail you physically, mentally? What could get in your way? What usually gets in your way? And how can you get ahead of it? If you know that this has happened in the past, how can you stop yourself from going down and making that exact same mistake again and take a different route? How can you get ahead of this? How can you make a plan? How can you come up with something that you can do when that happens, right? Because if you've made a plan on beforehand, you are going to be much more likely to be like, oh shit, there's this situation again. I'm going to go down that part rather than going down that part I usually do and it doesn't end well. Okay, so what are your pitfalls? What can you do to get ahead of them? This is all I got for you for this episode. To summarize, today I talked about how to prepare the day before a competition. First of all, write out your definition of success. Number two, make a plan to ensure you achieve your definition of success and make these things that you are in control of. So if you've made your definition of success something that isn't entirely inside of your control, make sure that plan that you make is 100% within your control. Number three, get ahead of your pitfalls. Don't keep on making the same mistakes over and over and over and over and over and over again. If you know that this is going to happen, be smarter. Get ahead of yourself. It all comes down to planning, really. Making a plan on beforehand. And there's this super good saying that I love, and that is that failing to plan is planning to fail. I'm going to say that again, just to make sure that it sticks. Failing to plan is planning to fail. Right. So if you want to be successful going forward, 
make sure that you sit down and make that plan for yourself. If you want more, if you're ready to take things to the next level, know that this year we're going to start to do in-person events. And the next one we got coming up is in Wellington, Florida at the amazing venue Ida Farm. It's going to be on the 21st of March. And this is going to be a mindset masterclass where we talk about how to improve your performance as a rider how you can be at your best when it really matters, how you can deal with pressure or competitioners, how you can improve your ability to focus and how you can increase your confidence in the saddle. It's going to be theory combined with interactive exercises and of course an opportunity to meet up with like-minded individuals. So for more info, go to mindic.eu events where you'll be able to register, get your spot. It's only 10 spots available. We want to keep this small, exclusive and really personal. So make sure you don't drag your feed go and get your ticket today mindic.eu slash events the link to that is as always in the show notes and if you enjoyed this episode make sure you spread the word share it with a friend of yours share it on social media we are so so grateful for every single person of you who've shared it so far and if there's certain topics that you want us to cover do like jade send us a message let us know what you would like us to cover and with all that being said there's only one more thing i want to do and that is to challenge you to start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your riding. See you on next week's episode.